In the midst of this global crisis, the voices for justice are revealing what really matters. It is time for Planetary Makeover. Here we feature solutions and modern miracles in documentary videos that offer hope for our future and remind us all of our spiritual source. Long ago it was forecast that at this time in history, extraordinary teachers, including the world teacher, would emerge to help us as we build a world that works for everyone. Now, here's your host of Planetary Makeover, Mr. David Minot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Planetary Makeover. I'm pleased to be presenting part two of Dick Larson's presentation, Why There is Good News in This Crisis, We Can Rebuild by the Golden Rule. You can find part one on our website. And as you probably know, Dick was the original host of Planetary Makeover. We've seen him many times on this show, and we hope to see him here many times in the future. So this is another lovely, inspiring, and profound video from Dick, and he'll be discussing the brilliant ways in which we can transcend the current world crisis. But before we get to that, we want to remind you, as always, that here at Planetary Makeover, we're not here to convince you, the viewer, of anything. We're simply asking you, if you can, to view this material with an open mind, one of the rarest things on the planet. We all think we have one, but when we're presented with new information, we usually run it by what we already know, and if we agree, we let it in. If not, we kick it out. So, as Krishnamurti once suggested, we can listen to new material like we're watching a movie. When you're watching a movie, assuming it's a good movie and you enjoy it, your mind is really rather quiet. You're not judging, you're not accepting, you're not rejecting, you're simply observing. Much like the self with a capital S that we talk about in the Aegis Wisdom Teaching, which people may refer to as the soul or the spirit. While the personality is performing here on the dense physical plane, for the most part, the self is merely observing and not interfering. Though that could be an episode in itself when it does feel the need to grip its vehicles, the mental, emotional, physical vehicle, and move that personality, the soul and incarnation, down the path of evolution a little bit faster. So now, equipped as we all are now with our open mind, we assert and demonstrate here at Planetary Makeover that humanity is not alone, that we have help of an extraordinary kind, one that will inspire us to transform this current world of chaos and destruction into one of harmony, beauty, and enlightenment. And how are we going to do this? Well. That is the $64,000 question, is it not? Well, humanity does have help, as I said, and that would come in the form of a world teacher. 
and he will inspire humanity to create this new world. He's coming back into the world with a group, not alone, known as the Masters of Wisdom, which are humanity's elder brothers. In other words, everyone viewing this, everyone everywhere, will eventually become a perfected human being as well. We have many lifetimes behind us, and at this stage, not so many in front of us before we too are perfected human beings and part of the spiritual hierarchy, the masters of wisdom. Now they are returning to our everyday world after a 98,000 year absence. Can you imagine? And they're here for all of humanity, not to found a new religion, not to look for followers, not to be members of some cult, not to have you believe in them. They're simply spiritual teachers, par excellence, for all of humanity. They belong to the people, not to any one philosophical, political, religious, or any other group. Now, all of the world's major religions have predicted this occurrence many years ago, starting thousands of years ago, as a matter of fact. And now that time is finally upon us. So what were these predictions? Well, for the Jews, it's the Messiah. For the Muslims, it's the Imam Mahdi. For the Hindus, it's the Kalki Avatar. For the Christians, it's the Christ. And for the Buddhists, it's Maitreya. They got the name right. Yes, this is a spiritual teacher, as I mentioned, in the broadest sense of the world and of the word and of all that we've seen that's come before, all of the religions and all of the philosophies, all rolled into one. And this teacher is here for everyone. As I said, for the people. That's who they belong to, you and me. And that's important because if they identified with any one group, then it would divide that particular sect and other groups as well. The Christians, the Jews, the Hindus, the Muslims, everyone would be um, fighting over the identity of this person and arguing over who it really is. But the way they're presenting themselves, we're hoping that this won't be an issue. And they love everyone condition, unconditionally, I should say, from the most ardent fundamentalist to the most dyed-in-the-wool atheist. And as I said before, they don't want you to believe in them. They want you to experience them. So people's beliefs are not a concern of theirs. Now, what is the name of this world teacher? Well, as we said, the Buddhists got it right, Maitreya. And he is an avatar, a great being, who long ago was like you and me. He and all the masters have gone through all the trials and tribulations that we have and have worked and wrestled and fought their way into a position of perfection and, of course, ever-evolving evolution. It never stops even after you become a master. 
and he will be wielding energies in combinations that have never been seen on this planet before. That, in part, is because he, in turn, is overshadowed by a couple of special avatars even more advanced than him. The avatar of peace and equilibrium, one of synthesis, and of a third energy for which we, as yet, have no name. But you might think of it as unstoppable will, though that's a really inadequate description on my part. Now, the Masters and Maitreya are going to help humanity enter this new age of Aquarius, the age of I know, because, as you may know, all the astrological signs have a two-word moniker. And this is actually an astronomical event, not so much astrological, because now the planet will be oriented towards the constellation of Aquarius, coming out of its alignment with the constellation of Pisces, where it has been for the last 2,000 years. So we're coming out of the age of Pisces, I believe is its two-word moniker, into the age of Aquarius, known as I know. So people are looking for answers, not just faith, not just belief. They need to know that these changes and these beings are real. And this age as well will last approximately 2,150 years. For all that time, the Masters of Wisdom and Maitreya will be keeping us company and leading humanity into a new golden age of peace, love, brotherhood, synthesis, and a honoring of the human rights of everyone, bar none, for the first time in human history. Now, there are writings about the Masters in Maitreya, which you can easily access, and there's also writings that they did themselves. And these are meant to stimulate our minds as well as our intuition. Just reading or listening to this material is transformative, but in a way that does not interfere with our free will, which to the masters is sacrosanct. Now, some of the more earthly authors who you can reference in regards to this material would be Madam, 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 Madam Blavatsky from the Theosophical Society, which began back in the 1870s. And she was followed by Helena Roderick in the early 20th century, who in turn was followed by Alice A. Bailey, which took us through the mid 20th century. And then finally, our own Benjamin Krem from the late 20th century, beginning in the 70s. He began talking about this to the world right up until 2016. Benjamin shifted consciousness, as we say in the Ageless Wisdom teaching, 
in October of 2016. But he left us with more than enough information to carry us forward until the full public emergence of Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom. Of course, they've already been out working in the world since the mid-70s is when it began, the most recent manifestation of the Masters, and they've been gradually emerging one by one in various cities or in the outskirts, spiritual centers across the globe, whether it be Los Angeles, New York, London, Geneva, Tokyo, Darjeeling. Now, you may not think of some of these cities as being particularly spiritual, but it's the energy that's there trying to express itself in whatever way humanity expresses it, however distorted. But we are doing the best we can. And that's part of the reason that those cities are so heavily populated, because people are drawn to that energy. We're all drawn to that which we need and yet express badly in ourselves, such as love. We all crave unity. All of life does. Because we, on an intuitive soul level, sense the unity of all life. And so we strive for unity with groups, with individuals, within ourselves. And we all try to do that which we still are sort of expressing rather inadequately. But, as the Masters have demonstrated, we'll learn how to express it too. Now, a little bit about Dick Larson. Dick is a counselor with a background in education who addresses the issues of meditation and practical spirituality. And that's very important in this age. He has been a guest on radio talk shows across the country, has hosted a radio program of his own, and produced and hosted a series of public access television shows that air all over the country. To this day, Dick gives lectures on the Aegis Wisdom teaching and their relationship to what is happening in the world today. His message is one of great hope for our future. And as I mentioned, Dick was the original host and one of the founding members of the Planetary Makeover team. And as I also mentioned, you can look forward to more appearances by Dick on Planetary Makeover going forward. And you can also view his past appearances on the show at www.planetarymakeover.org and you can see some on our Facebook page. Hashtag Planetary Makeover. Now I'll be back after the video to talk to you about what he, had, he has covered and will cover in the future. So we hope you enjoy this presentation and I'll be back afterwards. Thank you.
Maitreya comes as a pure teacher. He can't wave a magic wand, neither can Jesus. Can't wave a magic wand to make everything okay because it's not their mess. The great law of karma, the law of cause and effect, scientists call it the law of action and reaction. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That law says that whoever made the mess has to clean it up. <laughs> so we have to do the work. The masters are here to guide us in that effort. Huge effort. So the masters are here to teach and guide. Jesus' job, as I understand it, will be to head up the Christian religion and get it back on track. It's lost its way, you know, through a lot of man-made rules and dogma. Every major religion has lost its way, and all of the major religions will receive help. Jesus' job will be to get the Christian church back on track. So there'll be no more popes. This is the last pope. Jesus will take his rightful place on St. Peter's throne at the head of the Catholic Church, the largest church in the world, and at the head of the Christian religion, the largest religion in the world. And he will teach. It'll be a great time. If you're a Christian, this is a fantastic time to be alive because you're going to be able to ask Jesus, "What did you really say that? What did you mean when you said that? And, and did you say this too? It'll be uh, opportunity to ask him all kinds of questions, and he will refine the teachings back to what they were supposed to be in the first place. But the Ageless Wisdom says that the Christian church's job is to teach and heal. Well, the church has done not a very good job of teaching and almost no healing at all. So Jesus is here to get it back on track. That's his job. And um, so if you're a Christian, you're going to see Jesus, and this is a great time to be alive. Ultimately, you'll see Maitreya and Jesus side by side on television. And Maitreya will say something like, this is Jesus, my, my great brother and teacher. And Jesus, Jesus will say, this is Maitreya, my great brother and teacher, uh, world teacher for the age of Aquarius. They work hand in hand. They have no egos. Masters don't have any egos. So they don't, they are, they work together all the time. Cooperation is, is their, is their method of operating. So, Maitreya is coming forward. He's here now. Um, I told you that I would tell you what his revelations are going to be. Okay. Buddha taught the wisdom of God. Jesus taught the love of God. Jesus was the first human being to embody the love of God on planet Earth. Huge, huge step forward for humanity. The wisdom and the love. Maitreya, the world teacher, comes to teach God's will. Apparently, humanity is finally ready to start seriously doing God's will. He's going to teach us God's will and the purpose behind that will. We're going to find out why we're here. I mean, humanity has been trying to figure out for ages what we're doing here. What are our purposes? What's our purpose in being? We're going to find out. This is a big, big time in the history of the planet. Huge. There's never been a time like this in the history of planet Earth, in the history of humanity on Earth. We're going to find out God's purpose and God's will and God's purpose. We prayed about God's will, but we're not sure what it is. Now we'll know. Maitreya is going to teach that. Another thing that Maitreya is going to teach is something called right relationship. The Christian church talks about righteousness. That's right relationship. He's going to teach us how to get in right relationship with each other, how to treat each other well, how to take care of each other, 
what our true relationship should be, the fact that we're all brothers and sisters of the one God, by many names, Allah, Buddha, Jehovah, many names for God, same God. We're all sons and daughters of that God. We're all brothers and sisters of one humanity, regardless of age, regardless of income level, regardless of skin color, regardless of sex or sexual preference. None of that makes any difference. We're all brothers and sisters of the one God. He's going to teach us right relationship. He says, as long as there's one person on the planet who is starving, or one person who is homeless, or one person who doesn't have access to health care, humanity is not in right relationship. So his first four priorities are food for everybody, housing for everybody, education for everybody, and health care for everybody as human rights. Now, the United Nations has already declared these as human rights a long time ago, but we've done nothing about it. The richest country in the world, the United States, has people starving and homeless all over the place. So those are his first four priorities. You know, you can't focus on God or on a religion while you're starving to death, while you're homeless, while you're, while you're trying to survive. So those, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Those needs need to, need to be met before we can move on, before we can learn and grow as a human race, make a giant leap forward, which I understand we're going to do in this age of Aquarius. So it's a great time to be alive. We're gonna, we have a chance to make huge contributions to humanity. And those are the opportunities I'll be talking about. So he's going to teach the will and, and the purpose behind the will of God. He's going to teach right relationship. He's gonna, his priorities are going to be food, shelter, health care, and education. He's going to teach us about God. He says God's nature is love. Now, a lot of us knew that. God's purpose is to serve. Isn't that interesting? God's, it's not to manipulate or control or anything like It's to serve. God's purpose is to serve. And God is known through sharing and justice. Sharing. What do we mean by that? Do we mean giving up your life savings to somebody, some stranger? No, it's not what we're talking about. Maitreya is going to teach sharing. He says that nations need to share their excess production with other nations that need that production, need that item, whatever it is. You know, in the Western world, you know, we, we have more grain than we can use. So we store it in these huge silos, and if we don't get the right price for it, it sits there and rots. Well, Maitreya says that that's not right relationship. If it's excess, share it. And then the other countries will share their excess that we need with us. So it's about nation sharing. It's one of the functions of the United Nations in the future, as I understand it. There will be a separate agency set up to take an inventory of each country's production and an inventory of each country's needs. And then they'll set up a sharing opportunity. They'll be asked to share, not forced to share. There'll be no one world government. Don't worry about that. Every nation has a, its own personality, and those personalities contribute to the whole of the planet. So there'll be sharing, and, and each nation will be asked to share its excess with nations that need it, and so on. And that, that'll be one of the functions of the United Nations to help us start to take care of each other.
so that basic needs are met. Now, this is happening in countries in Europe like Norway, Sweden, Denmark, um, Finland, where they're sharing. You don't see the extreme rich and the extreme poor there. You don't see the haves and the have-nots with that huge distance between them because everybody's basic needs are met. So everybody has their needs met. They just don't have all their wants met. So we need to live simpler lives. We need to learn how to live a more simple life. Like that. Sharing. A huge part of humanity's future. Maitreya says it's the only thing we haven't tried to create peace on earth. Because when you share, you establish trust. And when you have trust between nations and between people, there's no fighting. You have peace. So sharing is going to bring the world to peace. It's, it's a wonderful time ahead of us. I'll tell you, one of God's great laws is the law of balance, the law of equilibrium. And what that law says is that however bad it's been, that's how good it's going to get. So we have a brilliant future ahead of us. That's for sure. All right. I said he doesn't come alone. His base of operations is in London. And that, that before this age is over, there'll be over 40 masters. There'll be a master in each aspect of life, guiding and teaching. They're going to make suggestions. We have free will. We can either follow their suggestions or not. It's up to us. It'll be a very individual decision. But there'll be a master in culture. There'll be a master in the arts. There'll be a master in finance. There'll be a master in government. There'll be a master for every major religion. Every aspect of life in healthcare, every aspect of education, every aspect of life will have one or more masters or, or senior disciples guiding, making suggestions to help us straighten out the mess we've made of planet Earth. See, here's one of the things that's happening. Then the ages explain it. Every, every big organization, every big aspect of society that we have built right now, education, healthcare, finance, all of them, government, were built with Piscean energy. Well, Piscean energy is being withdrawn. So guess what? They have no energy anymore. They're going to collapse. Well, that's what's happening. All those great areas of life are collapsing because they don't have the energy. It's been withdrawn. That's all they can do is collapse. They need to be rebuilt with the energies of Aquarius of cooperation. So we're moving from a time of competition to a time of cooperation. We're moving from a time of me or you, survival of the fittest, to a time of me and you, the unity of humanity, the brotherhood of humanity. Now, how is this a great opportunity? Well, the first thing you can do if you want to take advantage of this opportunity, now we've all had thousands of lifetimes. By the time you know you're a living soul, you, you've had thousands of lifetimes and you're on the final stretch, really, maybe 10, 15 lives left. By the time you know you're a living soul, you've had thousands of lifetimes. Well, this opportunity has never happened before in any of our lifetimes. That's my information. The first thing you can do is tell people about this. Tell people about this. Benjamin Cram, I said, traveled the world for 40 years without pay, telling people about this. This is a momentous time to be alive. We have the opportunity to give people some hope. 
I mean, in this world right now, it's tough. And people need hope. Well, there is hope for the future. Big hope. No matter how dark it looks right now, how tragic and difficult it looks right now, there's tremendous hope for humanity in the future and very soon in the future. I mean, if you're, like I said earlier, if you're of reasonable health, you're going to see some of this happen. Um, some of it will happen very quickly and some of it will, will take time. But that's why we're here. I'm convinced this is why we're on the planet right now is to help turn the planet around. First, by telling people this story so they can, they can number one, have hope, and number two, when it happens, they'll know what's going on. A lot of people are going to be in the dark about what's going on when the world teacher comes forward. And I'll tell you how his plan, how he plans to do that. When the world teacher comes forward, people are going to wonder, well, those who know this story will have a pretty good idea of exactly what's going on. So you're giving people hope and you're, you're giving them a heads up as to what's coming down the road because I'm absolutely convinced this is going to happen and soon. Another thing that people can do to seize this opportunity is put on your masks and your rubber gloves and march in the streets. Or if you don't want to do that, put up posters around that there's hope, that there's a world teacher coming. You know, and, and, and share it at whatever level it's real for you. I said earlier, 10, 20, 30%. So you might say something like, hey, I heard this guy talking the other day, and he says there's a world teacher coming to help us straighten out the mess on this planet. Wouldn't that be great? I hope that's true. Share it at that level. Whatever level it's real for you, but share it with family, friends, strangers. Share it on, on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, however you want to share it, but share it. The other thing you can do is when the world teacher Maitreya comes forward, you can listen carefully to his suggestions because that's what he's going to do. He's going to make suggestions and he's going to teach. And then we have to take action. Like I said, he can't fix the mess. We have to do the work. But we can listen carefully and sort it through our life's experience and our belief system and see if it makes sense to us. And if it makes sense, take action. Act on the suggestions. Now, Maitreya, a long time ago in the Agni Yoga teachings in the 1930s, said this. He said, There was a time when 10 true men could save the world, then a time when 10,000 could not. I shall call upon 1 billion. Well, in 2009, Benjamin Krem asked his master, Does Maitreya have his billion yet? <laughs> Benjamin Krem's master said that there are 1.8 billion people ready to respond to Maitreya when he comes forward. Now that was in 2009. I'm sure it's over 2 billion by now. So he has more than his critical mass needed to help start turning this planet around. And I think that's why we're here. Just like my parents were here to defeat Hitler and Mussolini and a couple Japanese generals that were the release of the Antichrist energy for our time in World War II. I mean, what an amazing generation. These guys couldn't wait to go to war knowing full well they'd probably get killed. Women left homes and went to work in factories. That generation was here to save the world, and they did. Well, I think we're here to help turn this world around. I'm absolutely convinced we're capable of doing it doesn't mean we each will, but we're capable of it.
And I suggest that, that we seize this opportunity in all the ways we can to make the biggest contribution to the planet and to humanity on this planet that we could ever possibly make in all of our thousands of lifetimes. Now, here's my transplant for coming forward. Again, humanity has free will. He may have to shift and modify his plan, but here's his plan. His plan is he's interviewing right now as an ordinary man on network television in many countries of the world. He's had over 200 interviews at this point. And he's talking as an ordinary man. I don't know what name he's using. I don't know what he looks like. I haven't seen any of the interviews, but I really don't need to. I know that he's talking about justice and sharing and freedom and the brotherhood of man. I know he's talking about these things and his plan is that at some point the media representing us, representing humanity, is going to say to him, wait a minute, <laughs> you know way too much to be an ordinary person. Who are you really? Who are you really? And that, without infringing our free will, that will give him permission to come forward to the world on television and radio, hooked up by satellite communication. That's what they're up there for. They're not up there for World Cup soccer. They're up for the, there for this event. And we will see his face on TV. Now, there's three ways you'll know it's him. But if he dresses, addresses humanity according to his plan, there are three ways you'll know it's him, and I'll tell you what they are. Number one, you'll see his face on TV, but his lips won't move. You'll hear his words in your head telepathically in whatever your native language is. I mean, it'll be a very, very strange experience because he, you, he won't look like he's talking, but you're going to hear him. That's the first way you'll know this is the world teacher. The second way you'll know it's him is that while he's speaking, he, he embodies the love of God. He's going to send out the love of God to all of humanity. He said, it will be as if I, so powerful as if I physically embrace you. You'll feel the love of God in your heart like you've never felt it before. A lot of people will be crying and I'll probably be one of them. That's the second way. The third way you'll know it's him is that when he's done speaking, 25, 35, 45 minutes, nobody knows exactly how long, nobody knows exactly when, but when he's done speaking, there'll be press reports from all around the world that while he was speaking, hundreds of thousands of people were miraculously healed. And I'm wondering if a lot of those healings are going to be from COVID-19. And then others, of course. But there will be hundreds of thousands, of reports that hundreds of thousands of people were healed while he was speaking. And in those three ways, you'll know that this is the teacher. This is the world teacher, personal name Maitreya, here to help us rebuild the world and get things back on track for the plan of God. And then it'll be a very, very personal experience. Because one of the things he, we're told he's going to do, he's going to give us a mind's eye view of the past. He's going to see, we're going to see it like it's alive, like it's happening right now. We're going to see where we've lost our way, where humanity has lost our way. And then he's going to give us a glimpse of the future. And we're going to see this brilliant, wonderful, loving, peaceful, abundant future that's awaiting humanity if we make the right choices. And he will give us that experience of the future to inspire us to action. Now that's his plan. And so when that happens, you'll know what's going on. But this is, this is a momentous event never happened before in the history of planet Earth. Can you believe how blessed we are to be, be here for this event? 
I mean, how fortunate can you be? But by the same token, it involves tremendous responsibility because we're here to help turn this planet around to follow his suggestions and that of the other masters and start turning this, this planet around and getting it back on purpose, starting to treat each other well, take care of each other, treat each other as like one family, which we are. You know, I mentioned sharing earlier. If a family of four only has enough food for a family of three, they don't decide which one they're going to starve. They share it, and everybody gets enough to be okay. That's what we need to do with the planet and all the goods of the planet. You know, we need to take care of this planet. We So far, we haven't been able to stop war. We haven't been able to stop starvation, and we haven't been able to quit killing the planet. And I'll talk about those things in future talks. But right now, what I want you to know is that this teacher is here now, waiting for the right time to come forward. Now, my best guess, there's nothing official about this at all. My best guess is that this is going to happen within the next 18 months to three years, maybe sooner. But that's my best guess. So, like I said, stick around. <laughs> By the way, 666 was the beast was the beast was Nero. In St. John's Book of Revelation, I used to teach adult Bible study, and I have study Bibles which have all kinds of footnotes in them. And every study Bible says the same thing where it says the beast 666. The footnote says numerology was very big back then, and every letter represented a number. 666 are the total numbers in the name Caesar Nero. Nero was the beast 666, and the Antichrist energy, which is an energy, not a person, was released through Nero 2,000 years ago, and it's purposely released to break down the old order and pay the, pave the way for the new. Well, there's an old saying, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Rome was this huge occupying empire, and Nero almost single-handedly destroyed the entire Roman Empire and paved the way for Christendom. He was incredibly evil. He persecuted Christians and many others, um, and the Antichrist energy was released through him. Then, in our time, 2,000 years later, it was released, as I said, through Hitler, Mussolini, and a couple Japanese generals to break down the old order and pave the way for the world teacher to come forward. He would have come forward earlier, but the masters didn't know we were going to create the Cold War. We have free will, remember? So the masters know ultimately what's going to happen, but they don't know moment by moment because humanity has free will. Well, the Antichrist for our time, if you're worried about the Antichrist, you can relax. The Ageless Wisdom says it has come and gone and paved the way for the world teacher who is here now waiting for the best time to come forward. All right. That's my talk for today. And I want to thank you for being here. Well, I'm hoping that Dick Larson's presentation got you all fired up. I know it did for me. That was some amazing comments and revelations that he shared with us. I like that part about Maitreya being a teacher par excellence and not having a magic wand, that Maitreya and the masters are here to guide and to teach, but that all the rest is up to us, including whether or not we follow that guidance or that teaching. And the role of one of the other masters, one of the better known ones, who was known as Jesus of Nazareth 2,000 years ago, 
and is still using that name, and that it's be his role to get the Christian churches back on track. And as a matter of fact, all the major world's religions have suffered from corruption over the last 2,000 years, and they all need to clean house. I took a lot of notes here, because I know I couldn't possibly remember all this verbatim. Interesting, too, that he pointed out that we can actually meet them. We can meet the masters. They'll be speaking all over the world, so there will be many public and video presentations. And he mentioned, too, how the role of religion over the centuries has been to heal and teach. And unfortunately, in many cases, they've done precious little of either, thus the need for reformation, so to speak, to use an old phrase, to reconstruct them along more equitable lines. He also told us that we would see Maitreya and Jesus likely side by side on TV so people can compare and contrast, particularly important for Christians who have followed Jesus all their lives. And since they're familiar with that name, they may view Jesus as the world teacher and Maitreya as, as his lieutenant instead of the other way around. But as Ben Krem has said, I don't think Maitreya or Jesus will mind because their messages are one and the same. He also reminded us that the masters have no ego. Isn't that amazing? Wouldn't it be great to present ourselves to the world in that fashion? Well, someday we will. And then he talked about the different revelations that the world teachers have presented, such as Buddha, who brought the wisdom of God, and Jesus, who brought the love of God. And Maitreya will be to present to us the will of God, the will aspect of the divine. And this will show us why we're here and that there has never been a time like this in all of our history and that we will find out about God's will and purpose, where we came from, why we're here, and where we're going because this is something that humanity has not understood. And how can we properly relate to one another how can we govern our affairs in the world? And how can we make plans for the future if we don't know who we are? We can't relate to one another properly, which would probably explain why the world is a mess at the moment. But this is something that we now have the opportunity to sort out. Dick also pointed out that there has never been an event like this in human history. And I think Ben has said that this is the most important event in mankind's history. The open emergence onto the dense physical plane of the world teacher, not in the guise of a student or a stand-in, like, say, Krishna or a Prince Gautama or Jesus and so on. This time, they're coming themselves. And being indestructible and eternal and immortal, they cannot be harmed or destroyed. 
He also talked about how Maitreya will familiarize us with right relationship, righteousness, which we have struggled with expressing for thousands of years. Think about it. Jesus' message to us about treat your brother as yourself, 2,000 years later, and we still can't get it right. So we may as well admit that we failed, hit the reset button, and try again. And so we shall. Dick also reminded us that Maitreya will remind us that we are one family. We are all brothers of the one God, regardless of anything that may seem to divide us. Because the divisions are only an illusion. As Ben has talked about, Benjamin Krem, unity in diversity. And that's actually what this piece of artwork by him is about. Unity in diversity. He had said, for instance, well, you could have unity in a garden by having everything the same color. There would be unity there, but no diversity. It would be rather dull. But if you have a garden that leads you from one color to one vista to another in a harmonious and brilliant and beautiful way, now that is unity and diversity. And that is what the Masters of Wisdom will teach. And he also talked about how we will come to realize that if one person is suffering, we're all suffering. And that some of Maitreya's initial sort of emergency priorities, things to take care of immediately, will be restoration of the ecology, feeding all of humanity, providing education, health care, and housing. So food, health care, education, and housing. And that he'll also try to impress upon us that everyone has to have these basic human rights and needs satisfied or else we are not in, quote, right relation to one another. And right relations is one of the priorities for humanity in this age. That is, if we want to survive. And as Ben has said, Benjamin Krem, Maitreya, did not come into the world to see it destroyed and then disappear. He did not do all of this work to see it fail. We will succeed. And speaking of right relations, Dick reminded us how this was outlined by the United Nations back in the late 1940s. And how much do you want to bet that that was divinely inspired? That perhaps working on the inner planes, the masters had inspired the writers of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And Dick also mentioned Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how those must be satisfied. <clears throat> Excuse me. Once again, health care, housing, education, food, all these things. And the notion is that once these needs are satisfied, it'll elicit a tremendous outpouring of energy and potential and creativity 
from humanity and in so doing will allow us to make a tremendous leap forward. And Ben also mentioned that Maitreya will talk about God's purpose. Another thing that in some ways we still, after all this time, seem to be in the dark about. And he mentioned that as God's nature is love and God's purpose is to serve. Just how many of us had ever thought of the Almighty in that way as his purpose is to serve. And thus the purpose of all of humanity must be to serve. And that the divine God will be known through sharing justice and love. And then he talked about, Dick talked about the plan that Maitreya and the masters have to take an inventory of all the resources of humanity and then pull them all together and then redistribute them throughout the world wherever they're needed. That all countries have goods and services in excess that they can share with others. For instance, Dick mentioned how food is stockpiled in the storehouses of the West, stories high. We have mountains hollowed out with these materials and food stored in them, and it's being eaten by rodents, wasted, where those resources could have saved the lives and transformed the lives of thousands or perhaps millions of people elsewhere on the, grow, on the globe. That is part of the sin of separation. When we feel disconnected from our brethren throughout the world, it's time to overcome that and to realize that we are one family. And there can be no wasting of resources and no hoarding while others starve. And then Dick mentioned that of all the countries in the world, the closest to achieving this balance that the masters are looking for are currently the Scandinavian countries. And that is because they have the greatest balance of socialism and capitalism that we have seen so far in the world. I believe the master's ideal balance in their mind was 70% socialism, 30% capitalism. And I'm not sure exactly what the mix is in Scandinavia, but it's not too far from that, which has given them tremendous stability, which is a lesson the rest of the world should take note of, particularly the United States. Dick also pointed out that when you share, you establish trust, which leads to peace. And this will spread worldwide, which takes us to another of Maitreya's quotes. Without sharing, there can be no justice. Without justice, there can be no peace. And without peace, there can be no future. So share and save the world. And as we said, we didn't come this far to blow it now. Eighteen and a half million years is a long time to get ready. 
and apparently we are now. So, what else could we say about what Dick went over? Well, he did say the masters will assume, <clears throat> excuse me, roles in every aspect of our lives, in education, in housing, diplomacy, in government, and what else? The arts, and so on. But they will not tell us what to do in any of those departments. They will simply advise. But if you're getting advice from beings that are thousands of years in advance of us, I think you'd be wise to listen. I think we would be wise. We would be smart to take their advice. And Dick also mentioned how a lot of the current, or perhaps all the current, institutions were built up during the age of Pisces. Now that era is over, that energy's been withdrawn, so naturally these institutions are collapsing. So they must be rebuilt along more just and equitable lines in alliance with the age of Aquarius. That Dick had said too, that we're moving from cooperation or from competition to cooperation, from me or you to me and you. And again, he said how this opportunity has never occurred before and that we should spread the word and spread hope to all of humanity because this is a very difficult time for all of us and if there's one thing humanity needs, it's hope. When people are hopeless, they're dangerous because they'll do anything. And once they have this knowledge, they can move beyond the hope. But let's start with the hope and, and work forward from there. And thank you so much. And we'll see you here again very soon. Visit us on Facebook at hashtag Planetary Makeover. This show has been a production of planetarymakeover.org. At our website, we have a link to our bi-weekly live show at 5 p.m. Mondays, Western Time. And... 8 p.m. Eastern Time. At our website, we also have a link to our archives and a selection of our shows. For more background info, visit www.shareinternational-west.org. That's shareinternational-west.org.